Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, while I was editing the podcast last week, I could not believe we didn't talk about the uh, harmonious barges being gone in the World Showcase Lagoon. Was it just beautiful to turn the corner and, and see the American Adventure unobstructed when you got there? It was. It was. The only thing that, that was a slight what fly in the soup or whatever was that two of the taco barges were still there when we got there, but the fact that that huge ring was already gone and the taco barges were on their way out uh, gave me gave me just so much delight because I could see that everything was returning. And again, just having even just those two taco barges there reminded me of how overpowering that view was, you know, of, of having those things in there, how much they they detracted from what the World Showcase Lagoon looked like. Yeah. So that was wonderful. I'd also say that uh, we did Epcot Forever and enjoyed it. Like, I, th- I think it's still a good show. I can see on a second viewing, I can see why it's a, you know, or third or fourth, whatever it was, um, why it's an intermediate show. You know, I don't, I don't see that as being a long-term sort of a show. Uh, and I also didn't like that the, and I do realize that this was removed prior. Like it didn't, to my knowledge, didn't get removed with the show coming back, but was removed during prior run, uh, that they're, they no longer have the jet skis and the kites, Mm. which I get that that was really difficult to do and, and had a lot of issues. Uh, Well, yeah. And that's a human, that's a human factor, you know, too. You got people riding jet skis in the dark, like. I can see how that would be a liability nightmare. But I did I did love that part and I I kind of wish it was still there. But again, it's still a it's still a very good show and do you, do you think I'm once, looking forward to what comes next? Do you think once all the barges are gone, they'll bring that back? The no, I don't think so. Okay. I think that I think it has again more to do with the kite tails of it all. <laughs> and because I remember with the show that I went to where one of the kites didn't light properly and another one didn't light at all. So I think that that was probably a much more common issue. And Ooh. like you said, between the the liability of the whole thing and then just the it can detract if it doesn't go just right. Mm-hmm. I think they decided it probably wasn't worth it. Those micro drones, you know, I don't know how good that technology is, but man, those micro drones would be really good for that. Yeah, I think it, I think that would be really cool to see in the next show. I know there's a lot of issues with getting clearance for flying them over the area and all that sort of stuff, but there's got to be some way of, of making that work. And I'm thinking the last time I saw that technology would have been... New Year's Eve, because they and now I saw it on TV. They they did a the New Year's Eve show in Dallas, actually used drone, hmm. and it looked really really good. And so I think that technology has got to be continuing to get better. And I would expect that Disney's on the forefront of that. So I don't know. Hopefully we'll see. Hopefully we'll see a cool drone show at some point. I think the the only time I've ever seen those in uh, 
in use was the 2017 Super Bowl halftime show. Lady Gaga's performance at, at NRG in Houston. And they were great then. Six years ago, it was incredible. So I can only imagine how much better they are now. Right. And where I would love to see drones is not Epcot, though. It's Animal Kingdom. I think mm. drones would be perfect. Yeah. You could Animal do a Kingdom. lot at, at night because they're, you know, basically silent. Exactly. They they shouldn't disturb the animals. And that's the that's the important thing. And that's been always been the issue with doing a nighttime show at Animal Kingdom, which I appreciate. And I don't want Disney to do something that's detrimental to the animals. But it feels like drones would be an easy way to get around that. So I don't know. Whatever. I'm I'm glad that Harmonious is no more and that Epcot Forever is back. And I'm looking forward to what comes next. And again, being able to see, you know, I can so much more clearly see the huge Guardians building without that, that big barge in my way. <laughs> well, this week we got some really honestly surprising news for me and and great news uh there are five updates that disney announced coming to uh walt disney world in 2024 to and this is a quote from disney themselves to make your visit easier which i think is funny as an admission um in the in the interim Iger in the interim Iger years uh i you know he has he's made a lot of uh He's made a lot of comments about how the you know system has gotten too expensive, too difficult, stuff like that. And so I, I like that that they are just basically coming out and saying like we're we're making these changes to make your visit easier as kind of a, a mea culpa. But the number one on their list and the most important one is that starting on January 9th, twenty twenty four, theme park reservations will no longer be required for date based tickets, meaning. When you book a trip to Walt Disney World, you will no longer need to book a theme park reservation months in advance for the park that you're going to want to go to that day. You can get up in the morning, say, man, I really feel like a Magic Kingdom day, and go to Magic Kingdom. This is incredible. It was far and away the worst thing uh, for our trip that we did um, with the kiddo. the most stressful thing was, you know, going, are we making a mistake with this, you know, thing? We can't, you can only change them a certain amount of times. Like it was, it was the worst part of it. So this being gone is excellent. It's, it's gone for date-based tickets, not completely gone because annual pass holders and cast members will have quote, good to go days where they won't need a theme park reservation, but annual pass holders and cast members will still need reservations for some days. Yeah, I think that this is a long time coming. And like you said, it it creates a lot of additional stress in a world where there's already a yeah. lot of stress to have. You've got stress about ADRs. You've got stress about now Genie Plus and stress about yeah. Lightning Lane. Well, and, and it was very reminiscent about uh, of when um, Be Our Guest opened. And you had to like six months ahead of time or whatever, uh, tell them like, here's what I want. You know, here's, you got to make your menu selection months in advance so that they, you know, whatever, because be our guest is this soft open, whatever. I don't know. I, I remember having to call my mom for, for seemingly no reason, feasible reason. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember having to call my mom and saying, Hey, what are you going to want to eat? 
in three months or whatever it was. Like, and she was like, what? And I said, yeah, we have to, you know, make our food reservations right now. So, well, Cisco, was, it, Cisco has to do a lot of ordering ahead for <laughs> Disney. So <laughs> they got to know if they're going to need more chicken breast. I also feel like this is going to help a lot with the necessity for park hopper, which yeah. you and I have talked about recently. You know, we've started to kind of come around to park hopper. And now on my, on my last trip, having that one day where we were able to knock out two parks in a day was extremely nice. So I'm kind I'm a little bit coming around on park hopper, but the price is still a, a big deal for me but the other the other reason i i kind of felt like you had to have park hopper is with all the new attractions opening and you not knowing what you're going to get not knowing if you're going to be able to do something on a day that was creating a lot of uncertainty and now you can get up at 7 a.m and try to get in the virtual queue for tron Mm -hmm. and if for some reason you can't get in the virtual queue for tron then you can say hey today is not a magic kingdom day today is now a Animal Kingdom day right. or a Hollywood Studios day or whatever, and and that's okay. You don't the have dis- the stress of, yeah. this is the one day that I've gotten. If I don't get it, then I can't get it. Yeah, the disappointment of going, well, okay, I guess we just have to go to Magic Kingdom today anyway. Right, and, and look at the ride that we won't get to do. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, say, that was our one shot at getting it, so now we will not get to ride that ride on this trip. Right. Because not everybody's going for six days and has multiple days at different parks a lot of people are doing you know four days or even like two or three days and they're only visiting a subset of the parks and they're hoping to hit that one and do that ride and now they don't get to do it and they just get to see it from a distance or so yeah i'm i'm i am super excited about this now i'm just like now it just sucks between now and january 9th 2024 yeah Yeah. well and the reason that they made this announcement so early is because bookings for 2024 start may 31st so we're approaching the time where you can actually make 2024 bookings but yeah this is awesome um the next thing that they said was disney dining plans are coming back which neither of us are proponents of the disney dining plan personally but i absolutely love the i love that it exists i love the um and i know we've talked at length about this but i love the just complete lack of stress when you have a dining plan about like, what am I going to order? What do I, you know, want? Like there's just, you don't have to worry about it. You go, we have a table service. We get this, you know, we get this food. Everything is the same quote price. Um, We don't have to worry about it. I love that. Um, And I think that it's uh, the right move for a lot of people. Uh, So I'm really happy that, the um, uh, Disney dining plan is coming back in a simplified manner than, than it was when it left. When it left, I think there were like four tiers and they're bringing it back with two. Yeah, I think, I think that's a huge advantage here. So whereas before they had the, like the plus tiers and the non-plus tiers and whatever it was, yeah. now it's just the quick service, which is going to be two quick service and a snack each day. And the table service, which will be a table service, a snack, and a quick service during your day. So essentially the difference between the two is will will your second meal be a quick service or a table service? Right. And that is going to be the difference. You know, you'll still get the uh what? You'll still get the resort mug 
with both of them. I'm sure they're still going to do signature dining if you're doing table service. They haven't said all of the specific, I don't think, other than the only specifics that I have seen is, you know, that we're we're doing these two different things. Did they always do, um, you could trade out your soft drink for a cocktail? I don't recall because the so i'm looking that, at the the disney I, dining but, plan the table service but i plan. also haven't i also like when's the last time i actually did right ta- or uh, dining plan so looking at the the dining plan which is the you know one with a table service meal it says beverages are included with each meal guests under 21 may choose from a variety of non-alcoholic beverages guests 21 and older with valid id may substitute for beer wine and cocktails so I mean, that's are a you pretty nice? That's a pretty nice thing. Yeah. Right? Are you telling me at La Cellier, I can trade my three dollar soft drink for a fifteen dollar old fashioned? Because that kind of changes the math a bit. It does. It does. <laughs> well, because you kind of you kind of want that old fashioned, but you're never going to pay the Disney price for it. But you might get an old fashioned in water. And that and that verbiage is the same in the quick service dining plan too. Guests twenty one and older with valid ID may substitute for beer, wine, and cocktails. So. Yeah. I mean, that is wild to think that you could, you know, get a water and a cocktail or a soda. Yeah, I would I I would 100% prefer doing the cocktail than doing the soda all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still not I'm still not going to do Disney Dining Plan because it still requires that you stay on property. But for you, Jeremy, maybe this would be uh, maybe this would be worth it. It is, even though I know the math doesn't work out, it is a consideration every time because there is a, there is, there is mental math and stress and everything that goes with just like if we pay this amount now, then everything is taken care of. And also this brings back the ability to let them do free dining plan times which is the world's best and easiest sell because they charge you a little bit more they charge usually rack rate on the room and then they give you a free dining plan and it is like stupid easy for them to to push that to sell it and it feels i know it's probably a bad deal Uh, it's certainly a bad deal because they are going to make money but it feels so good to get a free dining plan and nowhere on the website or anywhere where you're if you're not doing these you know comparison shopping things nowhere on the website is it telling you here's what the room would cost if you didn't do the free dining plan promotion here's what the room would cost if you do you know like they're not telling you that and so you see like oh the trip is, you know, $3,000. And, and I get free food. And free food, yeah. Especially when you say, like, and I can get a cocktail at every meal. Like, that seems really good. Now, if you go back and you see, like, oh, but if I don't do this, the trip is $1,800. Am I actually going to spend $1,200 on food? You know, who knows? But right. it and feels... I could, and I could just pay for my own cocktail, and even at Disney prices, I still come out ahead. Right. It feels good. So I I love that the dining plan's coming back. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a unique thing, and um, I was really sad when it went away. 
I'm excited, man. I, I have not, this feels good. Like we're talking about this. We haven't, we haven't discussed this before, before now, but man, like talking about this, this is stuff that we talked about like five years ago, you know, six years ago. And I'm like, I, I, the feelings are rushing back to me. Like this is the Disney world that I remember. This is what I remember the, like them taking the time to craft experiences and to make things feel good because they've always been a for-profit company. Like we all know this, but the, the, the fact that they're coming back and trying to do things to, like they said, make your visit easier feels good. I am, I am like getting pumped as we talk about this. So among those things, you will also continue to, if you're not, if you're not Brad and you don't uh, do things the way that Brad does them, you'll continue to get more park time because if you're a Disney resort hotel guest, early theme park entry and extended evening hours will continue through 2024. Yeah. So EMH is back, which is 30 minutes. Now, I mean, EMH is here now. They're just saying they're going to continue doing what they're already doing. So it's I, possible that it will change. I read that as, cause EMH used to be an hour or two. I read this number. But it f- says, will continue through 2024. And, the, and having early theme park entry for all Disney Resort hotel guests and extended evening just for deluxe resort and deluxe villas is exactly what they're doing right uh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I read more. So, and I, no. They're saying more than, than plebs, not more than you're getting now. Right. More part time. For Disney Resort hotel guests, as opposed to non-Disney Resort I get more than you, but I don't get any more than I'm getting now. I mean, anything is possible, (laughs) and I'd love to see them add in that other, you know, that 30 minutes so that you get that hour early. I don't think think evening is ever coming back. I don't think evening is ever coming back if you're not a deluxe resort staying person, but they could extend EMH another 30 minutes. And give you that that full hour that they used to have. Honestly, I I understand that from a from like a facilities point of view, it is so much easier to just let people who are hotel guests in early than to try to weed out the non hotel guests in the evening. I think you know because you only have to have people at the gate in the morning. Right. You don't have to have people checking at every, you know, attraction. You don't you don't have to do wristband distribution yeah. and have checks at every entry to uh to an attraction to make sure that past a certain point. So yeah, yeah. I, I I get, get it. it. But but at the same time, they're doing wristband distribution and having people check for the deluxe right. people. So it's not actually taking them any yeah, more time I or guess, money. I guess they have the same amount of people to just check for less wristbands. Exactly. So it is what it is, but if you're if you're a Disney Resort hotel guest, it's a nice perk. By the way, if you're not a Disney Resort hotel guest and you book a early, you know, like I don't know, Tusker House right when the park opens, you can also go through that gate. Because dining reservations will get you through even if you're not a Disney Resort hotel guest. Nice. Little little pro tip there, but yeah, they are keeping that. Okay, Brad. Before we uh, talk about number five, the last the last uh, update to make your visit easier, let me pose a, a purely hypothetical question. What if Disney had a service 
where you could, let's say, 90 days before you, you know, came to the park, you could book some ride reservation time so you would know, like, on the first day of your attraction at Magic Kingdom, you know, you had three rides you could you could book. And then once those three were gone, if you could then book one at a time, like, like Genie Plus works now. If they had something like that, that would be pretty I, good, huh? I like that idea, Jeremy. But my concern is, where is Mickey being paid in all of this? <laughs> like, he's got to, the mouse has to get his kickback. He's got to get a taste of the action. So if you can if you can show me a way to do all of that, but also have Mickey make a little extra on the side, then I'm behind it. So let me introduce you to Genie Fast Pass, Genie Plus, Genie Fast Pass. Because basically Disney has brought back Fast Pass Plus. We don't know the specifics, but basically they will let you book certain ride experiences, you know, X amount of time before you come visit. So, so far we have dining plans coming back, basically the continuation of current EMH, and then the return of the FastPass Plus early booking in some way, shape, or form. And the removal of, of reservations. And by the right. way, this this last point is the least... I feel like this is them saying... Please don't complain too much about Genie Plus. We'll do something eventually. We promise. But this also backs off of uh, same day Genie Plus. They're, they no, will, it doesn't. Well, how would you book ahead if you don't know that you're going to get Genie Plus? Are they just going to say, yeah, book your thing. And then when you get it on the day and Genie Plus is sold out, then what? Yeah, but all it says is we are working on ways right. to help guests plan with Disney Genie Plus and individual Lightning Lane selections before their visit so they can spend more time with friends and family in the park. Which is to say nothing. All they're all they're saying is we recognize that the current system kind of sucks and so we promise that we're thinking about that. It doesn't it doesn't even say in 2024 we right. will we will launch a way to do it does say well okay yeah so if you if you are extremely literal with the wording of the announcement then coming in 2024 meaning Come, in, 2024, in 2024 they'll be working work on, on ways it. yeah to help guest plan with disney genie plus so they yeah have, they have promised to nothing they'll that they're actually to work going on to it. do but, but I I do I don't see a way to let them have a good guest experience without letting you prepay for Genie Plus. Oh, I 100% agree and I hope that that is what is coming. But I'm I'm confused. Well, I I am well, but I'm not. I I figured because... it out. I think I know what they'll do. Okay, go ahead. I think what they'll do is you will commit to Genie Plus at whatever market price is. So you will say, I'm adding Genie Plus to my thing, and they will do, <clears throat> you'll book your, your stay, and they'll do a, they won't charge you for Genie Plus, but you will, you know, put a, I don't know, put a hold on your credit card for the cost of Genie Plus, whatever that might be, and then you pay basically whatever the market value of Genie Plus is that day, 
And I think that's what they'll do. They'll just you'll will you'll be committed to it and they'll auto charge you that morning at midnight for Genie Plus for that day and then you're good to go. So they won't you won't be locked into a price. You'll just be locked into buying it. Or what if they did something where 30 days out, 10 days out, whatever time period they select, mm. that is when they release Genie Plus. Yeah. And you can go ahead and buy at that point because I bet at that point they have a pretty good idea of what they want their pricing to be. Especially after all these years of having it day of pricing and, and right. all this variable pricing. They know. Right. And I kind of feel like perhaps that's part of the reason for... So if you remember when Genie Plus first launched, you could buy it for your entire trip as you did, Jeremy. Quite, uh, w- w- you know, you were quite smart about that by going ahead and pre-purchasing it before it turned to day of and variable pricing. And then they moved it to day of, and then they moved it to variable pricing. So I almost wonder if they're like, you know what, now we can bring it back and we can say kind of in line with the whole, your park tickets cost more on some days than they do on other days. Here's what Genie Plus will cost on those days. Mm -hmm. And basically just lay out for people. This is, you can go ahead and pre-buy Genie Plus. And yes, it's at different prices, but you're used to this now. Yeah, well, yeah. Whereas if, they would have, whereas if they would have moved from it's a flat price to it's now variable pricing, might have raised more of a stink than kind of going about it this way. Park tickets, hotel rooms, everything costs more on Friday night and Saturday night, you know, on right. the weekends. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a definite way to introduce something that people are, like you said, used to. But. Except for Genie Plus, did I? Did I? Did we talk about that? Uh, I noticed that I had cheaper Genie Plus pricing on the weekends. So did I, as opposed to during the week for my trip. Mine was uh forty. Was it forty five dollars per person per day on Thursday and Friday? And then it was like no, it was thirty thirty five per person per day Thursday and Friday. And then it dropped to twenty per person per day on Saturday. Yeah, that was so weird because that the your your brain tells you right during the weekend that's when it's going to be the most expensive because that's when the parks are the busiest. But yet, that wasn't what I was seeing in practice with Genie Plus. So, but yeah, moving moving to the thing that you said allows them to not base the pricing on busyness, but base the pricing on logic. And we just both said it would make more sense for it to be more expensive on the weekends while it's not right now. So I think it's a good idea. Like, business-wise, if they can just set the price, quote, logically, that is going to make them more money because people are going to expect the price to be higher. And so when it is higher, they're not surprised, whereas we were surprised that it was lower. Well, and business-wise, this is going to make a lot more sense for them to come up with a way to let people buy Genie Plus at some point ahead of time, if that is if that is eventually what they're going to do. And like you said, there's no way to buy it day of, unless it's buy it day of and go ahead and make your three reservations then so that you're spending less time, or even... If they're just gonna, mm. if they're just gonna Sherlock the the theme park skipper thing that you did, mm-hmm. and maybe do that where you tell Genie the rides you want to ride, and it goes ahead and grabs the Genie Plus reservations as they come available or something. Like there's a there's a lot of different things that I could see them doing with this service, 
But business-wise, being able to sell it ahead of time would be a huge win for them because as well as Genie Plus is currently doing, and we know it's doing well because it's selling out, right? Imagine how much better it could do if they could market it to you before the day of. Yeah. Yep. Like if they could if they could market it to you while you're buying your vacation or when your magic bands get there. Sorry, I guess you don't always get magic bands. When you get that thing in the mail who that says your Genie Plus will be opening up in in 4 days, so be sure to go ahead and buy and here's your special discount where you get a virtual Mickey saying, "Ha ha, thanks for your money." When you when with at checkout if you buy today, so when do you think we get the return of free magic bands and the return of the, uh, uh, <clears throat> when do you think we get the return of free magic bands and the return of magical free magic bands? Never. If, if free magic bands come back, it would be deluxe resorts okay. because I Disney agree. doesn't see a point to that. And they can spin that really well into it's better for the environment. And they're probably not wrong. For most people, it's not. But for somebody like me, it totally was because, spoiler alert, I just got a free magic band every time they offered me a free magic band, even if I didn't need one, because it was a free magic band. Magical Express, I don't really think that's going to come back. I feel like you're right, but it, that makes me sad. Because now there are other people in that market. I feel like we're seeing with those other people that there's not a lot of money to be made in that market. No, there's no money to be made. But that was the whole point. DME was very clearly a loss leader. Right, but now but they don't ruled. need but now they don't need the loss leader because people still come. People still come, but oh, yeah, it does And also and also remember that DME existed. I'm I'm pretty sure, let's see, when did Disney's Magical Express start? So Disney's Magical Express commenced operations in 2005. It came into existence when your only option was renting a car or taking a taxi, right? Yeah. Or perhaps there were maybe some Mears buses options or something like that. At that point, I don't I don't know that aspect of it, but it was a very different world than having Uber, Lyft, all of these, all of the which I do realize to some extent are taxis. But I think the pricing has gotten a lot more competitive. The market has gotten a lot more competitive for getting people from the airport so that Disney said, you know what? We don't need that experience to get people to come to us anymore. Yeah, so I just I just don't. I don't think I see that coming back. I, I think mm, minivans are very, very expensive. I wonder if, if DME comes back as a for pay, but is half the price of a minivan. So minivans are 150 bucks, I think, one way from the airport. What if DME comes back and it's 75 bucks, And they get your bags still. I think that's a no-brainer. I would pay, even though I'd have to wait in line and wait for the bus. I think the biggest problem is that they've lost that spot in the airport. And where do they go? Yeah, and they don't. They they probably don't want to pay for that spot again. They they were paying probably out the nose for that spot, and now they don't have to do it. Yeah, and they have two other services that 
they would have to compete against. Yeah, minivans at, and- in that market. Yeah. So they'd be competing against themselves, and then they'd also have to compete against Sunshine Flyer and Mirrors Connect. And why? And why would Mirrors work with them to 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 kind of what cannibalize their own business? Yeah. Which apparently isn't doing great again because it doesn't seem like there's now. I and by the way, I'm saying doesn't appear to be doing great because we're seeing a lot of during the summer you can get round trip for 30 bucks per adult and kids are going to go for free and all these sorts of things. I I think they're probably still doing just fine, but they are now a direct competitor to Magical Express if Magical Express ever came back. And I don't see Disney doing this without Mirrors. If yeah, if Disney did it with Mirrors, they'd have to spin it as like Mirrors Connect is becoming Disney's Magical Express. And then yeah, I all just of the all the DME branding just comes back to MCO, and the buses come back with their new livery on it, and we just go back to the way it was. If you if you want the DME experience, Jeremy, you need to get there. Go ahead and get your get your Uber or Lyft or whatever to take you to the parks. You know, to take you to your resort. Enjoy not having to stand in a line and wait and stop at three other resorts on the way yeah. and send your luggage through Bags, Inc. So that way your luggage is there when you get there. And boom, that's your DME experience. Yeah. yeah. For about the same as what you just said you were willing to pay, I bet. I don't know. I haven't looked at Bags, Inc. lately to see what they're charging now. but Well, with Lyft, honestly, it's not worth it because the Lyft pickup, the rideshare pickup is literally 100 feet from the baggage carousels. Like, it's not a big deal to get your bags when you're doing that when you're going dme it would be a pain because you'd have to you know go up there and wait and then hike down to the you know dme thing and figure it out but when you're doing a ride share i mean you get your bag you walk for 30 seconds outside and your car picks you up like it's not a big it's not a big enough deal i think to worry about the hassle and stress of getting another company who's going to pick up your bags and stuff when you have a Lyft driver who is almost certainly going to put them in the car for you and and all that. Now my only question is, we've seen Disney take advantage of the wins that are given just by returning to normal, right? We're seeing them get get the win for not requiring park reservations. They're getting a win for bringing back dining plans i want to know what's coming next that is new yeah that they can get a win like what is the new thing that we'll get excited about where it will it will definitely cost money because again for-profit company but has that like you said that that disney feel to it where it's where it's like yeah they're charging money for this but it feels like they really thought about what was good for the consumer as well yeah and has that little extra touch that is the Disney touch on. That's what that's what I want to see next. But again, very happy to see these updates. Honestly, happy to see them acknowledging that that Genie Plus is not perfect in its current iteration. Mm-hmm. Because the other option is to say nothing about it. And if they say, well, I don't know. Disney did try to convince us that Tron was a four-minute experience. Did they know <laughs> how to say nothing about something? Disney... Disney, do you guys know how to say nothing? If something's bad, just say nothing, okay? Keep making all of your money. But no, they they have acknowledged that Genie Plus is a thing that needs to be fixed. 
So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what is to come. But it it looks like it'll be an interesting twenty twenty four trip. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, 